Welcome to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast, where we discuss all things wellness. I'm Eleni Welch, nutritionist. And I'm Kay Boyer, health enthusiast. Hello, Renegades. Welcome back, Renegades. Welcome back to another episode of Make Your Life Better with Eleni. Ooh. That was a new one. That sounds like I'm like Martha Stewart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and later, we'll teach you how to cook a turkey. Ooh, yeah. I do actually use... Is it Ina Garten's? I think I use Ina Garten's method for cooking a turkey. And it is oh. amazing. And oh, I, I will teach you how to do it. Okay. Maybe we, we should do a little, a little video make it YouTube. on this. Okay. This is, we have to like make it happen. Yes. It's, I mean, it's not my creation. It's Ina Garten's. But we'll link her. We'll give her credit. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I yeah. can't even pretend to claim credit from Ina Garten. But I, I, it I is don't. amazing. It's so easy. Yes. It cooks so well. I've done okay. it two or three years in a row now and I like making the turkey because I know I make it well and it's like one of those things that people are really impressed when you do well but like her recipe makes it so easy okay and I've never heard of her I don't know what this is I've never I've never cooked the turkey you've never heard of the barefoot contessa (gasps) I have so much to learn well our friendship has had a good run but (laughs) (laughs) no guide me guide me in the way I'm willing I'm willing to learn a lady mold me how you want (laughs) that's funny no that's really funny um yeah anyway so just since you brought up turkey i actually can make a really good turkey and i will happily share that secret with you because i feel like everybody should know it yes i have here's a little secret about me i have never made a turkey in my life in fact i had a turkey from a friend this like amazing um cage-free whatever um turkey and i was like great from a friend this is really great i'm gonna do it and it was frozen and i remember my friend said Hers didn't unthaw in time. I was like, oh, well, yeah. I'm going to make sure mine unthaws in time. Thaws. Just thaws. Or, oh, if th- it unthaws, oh, thaws. If it unthaws, it's freezing again. Oh, 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 unth- <laughs> oh, so it thaws in time. So I put it on my, just on my counter in the laundry room and for a week. Oh, no. Gross. <laughs> and then it rotted. And Ew. I, but I thought, how is it supposed to thaw? Like, if it's, so you put it in the fridge. We in have the fridge. Room. In the fridge. That's what people do. You just make room in the yeah. fridge. It was huge. That was huge. So then I was like, it, so it spoiled and it smelled so rank. And I was like, Ew. oh, I really don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I had no idea. I had no idea. That no is idea. gross. So then I had to throw it away and I never told my friend because I feel really bad about oh, it. Yeah, but I didn't know. I didn't know. It was expensive. Yeah, yuck. No, um, yeah. There, you do have to. You can let it thaw a little bit at room temperature, but then you, with Ina's recipe, yes. she gives you all the steps so that it all happens at the right time, and so it should thaw by the time. So I would look at this recipe the day of Thanksgiving. Like oh the no, morning. this it is stays. like a week, like a week. It's a few days in advance because you, okay. yes, it's it. a dry brine, and so you apply the dry brine. It has to dry brine for a certain amount of time. Then it goes uncovered in the fridge. So that the skin gets all like translucent and crispy. And then oh. when you bake it, yeah, which I know that sounds gross, like just letting the like, refrigerator right. air dry that's your turkey. Thinking, like, but that's kind of the secret. Like bringing in the refrigerator smells. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. But they don't, yeah, I've okay. never noticed it. Okay. Then okay. you bake it. And then when you, when you cook it, it like the skin crisps up because it's like dried already. Coming it's here for Thanksgiving. Thing. Don't oh come to my house. You're going to have tacos. <laughs> I'm right? like, I don't <laughs> want rotten, food poisoning. So <laughs> after that story, I will make the turkey for our Friendsgiving. <laughs> Absolutely. Can yes. you make pie? Yes. Okay. Sounds good. Or something like salad. Maybe salad's okay. I, I can make salad. Yeah. I can make a pie. I don't, I you could do anything you want. But I could. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Well, should we get into our podcast today? Oh, it's actually not about turkey. We digress. Back to it, Eleni. <laughs> okay, today's podcast is on magnesium. Magnesium. Specifically magnesium. And specifically, mm. are you getting enough magnesium? Mm. Is the question I will both ask and answer during this podcast. Okay, I, I want to know. <clears throat> yeah. I yeah. We did touch on the topic of magnesium during our supplements episode, mm-hmm. but I feel that magnesium is such an important topic, it deserves an episode of its own. So uh, Yes, yes. I sense the supplement... Um, and since my podcast with you have started taking magnesium. Mm-hmm. And so now I feel like I'm going to pass the test. Oh, good. So let's see. Yes. Excellent. Yep. Well, I'm sure you will. <clears throat> so in today's podcast, like I said, we'll talk about magnesium and how to know if you're getting enough and what to do if you're not getting enough. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll start with some of the nerdy science behind what is magnesium. So magnesium is an element found in the earth and food and in the human body as a positively charged ion Hmm. about 50 percent of our body's magnesium is stored in our bones so when we talk about bone health calcium gets a lot of praise but actually magnesium is even more important than calcium when it comes to bone health and the rest of the magnesium is located in our blood and other tissues such as our muscles and our brain So magnesium is responsible for over 600 enzyme reactions in our body, including the systems that control our cardiovascular function, such as our heart rate and blood pressure, muscle and nerve cell function, stress levels, glucose control, insulin sensitivity, and energy production. Sound important. Yeah. (laughs) Just a little. Thumbs up side. (laughs) Yep. And a study conducted and published in the Journal of Intensive Care Medicine found that a deficiency in magnesium makes you twice as likely to die as other people. (laughs) Just from everything. (laughs) They didn't say from what, just from everything. You're just twice as likely to die if you are deficient in magnesium. So that seems important. That seems important. Those those odds are like, yeah, take the spoonful of magnesium. Yeah. So here we'll double the chance to live today. Exactly. (laughs) I have just doubled my chance of surviving today. There you go. (laughs) Now the bus won't hit me. I'm doing all right. (laughs) Uh, So here we'll dive into the role of magnesium in metabolic health and how to make sure that you are getting enough. So first of all, how does it affect your health? So magnesium is critical for the function of enzymes in the production of our body's energy currency, which is, if you remember... ATP? ATP. ATP, adenosine triphosphate. So ATP is what our cells use for energy, and magnesium is critical for the production of that energy. So if you don't have magnesium, you will die because your body will stop producing ATP, and without ATP, your muscles can't move, and you just enter rigor mortis. Mm, Okay. Yeah, and besides that, like things like your heart and your brain shut down, which are also muscles. So <laughs> I was like, could I live without those? Okay, no. Well, okay. We'll keep those important. Yeah, magnesium is the antidote to stress because if you heard what I just described of like not having enough magnesium, your body would enter into like rigor mortis. Think of it as a relaxation mineral. So where your muscles would seize up because they're not getting enough ATP and be stiff and unable to move, magnesium helps make sure your muscles are relaxed. Um, and so it can also improve like things like cramping. 
and improve your sleep. Interesting. Okay, because I've always heard with like if I like wake up with a cramp in my um, calf, I've always like, oh, I need more potassium. Potassium also. Also, also also more magnesium. Yeah, magnesium. Wow. I mean, I could get really nerdy and get into like the molecular level of how they like, you need both. You need potassium and magnesium and they cross the cell the cell walls and they create this energy influx and anyway mm, you know all this in your brain in my, you carry this it's with there you. well i mean it's kind of like one of the things they really hammer into you oh. you're learning biology which i have now done a few times so yes yes <laughs> so yeah it creates like a voltage differential and then things open up and ions leak out to balance it out anyway Positively and negatively charged ions have to balance out. So you need potassium and magnesium. That is amazing. So when I go to the aisle with magnesium, I'm like, okay, take your magnesium. But you're in the aisle and you're like, well, I need to because the balance of the ions with the la 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 la. la. So then you grab it and you're like, yes, I need this. And I just do it because I'm supposed to. Yes, there you go. Wow, that's neat. Yeah, yes. I could show you a diagram someday of how the energy, it's actually kind of cool. There's good YouTube videos if you want to look up how energy is produced in the body and what that takes Cool. Yeah. Okay. I love. Sodium is also involved in that reaction. Ooh, oh, I love salt. I'm good there. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yes. So anyway, and 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 chloride. But yes, it's um, it's essential. They're both essential. People tend to be deficient in both, but more often in magnesium than in potassium. Wow. So okay. yes, typically, if somebody's having muscle cramps, I will just tell them to take more magnesium and potassium because. Yeah. That way, it's kind of like a shotgun approach, and you know they're going to feel better, and they probably need both anyway. Okay. But magnesium is more commonly deficient. Wow. Okay. So, yes, any part of your... Think of magnesium as the relaxation mineral. So any part of your body that is stiff, crampy, tight, whether it's like a body part or even your mood. Mm. If your mood is feeling like Mm. stiff, crampy, tight, irritable. Exactly. That can be a sign of a magnesium deficiency. Okay. And magnesium works hand in hand with vitamin D, which we all know how important vitamin D Mm -hmm. is. And if you don't, go listen to our episode on vitamin D. Mm -hmm. Um, And on... On its own, vitamin D without adequate magnesium levels is pretty hindered. So it doesn't have a lot of effect if we don't have adequate magnesium. So we need both. Um, Magnesium deficiency has been linked to overall inflammation in the body. So chronic inflammation is the root of every single chronic disease. So just like we talked about how important vitamin D is for fighting inflammation, magnesium also. Okay. This is now on my list. Golly, you Mm -hmm. affect my grocery list every week. (laughs) Gosh. So magnesium also plays a role in helping move glucose across cell membranes so that it can be absorbed from the blood and then be taken into the body to be used for energy and keep our blood glucose levels down. And it promotes the processes that cause insulin receptors to turn on, which helps regulate our insulin sensitivity. So it both helps move glucose out of the blood and into the cells so that they can use it for energy. And it helps with insulin sensitivity so that if you think about anything having to do with like high glucose levels, high blood sugar levels, dysregulation of that whole system is Mm -hmm. generally either because of high glucose in the blood and then reduced insulin sensitivity. And magnesium helps with both sides of that. So it's very important for regulation of blood sugar. Um, and it's also why inadequate magnesium 
um, sometimes known as hypomagnesia if it's severe enough. So a deficiency, a severe deficiency of magnesium is called hypomagnesia. And that is associated clinically with type 2 diabetes. Mm. So clinical studies have demonstrated that people with type 2 diabetes have low magnesium levels and those who have low magnesium levels tend to have a more rapid progression and onset of the disease. Wow. My mind races to like, okay, we got to take this. This will help so much. And the cool thing is that magnesium is pretty cheap of all supplements. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? We'll get to that. But like, that's where my brain goes to of like, everyone fix yourself. It's cheap. It's cheap. Totally. It's it's affordable. And I'll tell you what kinds to get so that you get the right cheap kinds. Mm -hmm. Um, Hypomagnesia can cause insulin resistance. And insulin resistance can in turn reduce magnesium levels. So it's kind of this... Increased insulin resistance, increased magnesium deficiency, increased insulin resistance, increased magnesium deficiency. It's this really vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's really critical if you have diabetes to avoid that cycle and make sure that you have adequate magnesium. Mm -hmm. Inadequate magnesium status also accounts for a long list of other symptoms and diseases, including muscle cramps and twitches, Mm. insomnia, irritability, sensitivity to loud noises, anxiety, autism, and ADD, heart disease, heart palpitations, constipation, headaches, migraines, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, depression, asthma, kidney stones, diabetes, obesity, osteoporosis, high blood pressure, PMS and menstrual cramps, irritable bowel syndrome, acid reflux, and trouble swallowing. So every bad thing on earth. <laughs> God. So it's a pretty broad spectrum, which yeah. makes it hard. That's one of the things that makes it hard to know, do I have a magnesium deficiency? Because there are so many things that can also contribute to those conditions. Yep. But you can guess based on the fact that most people, the majority of people are deficient in magnesium. And so supplementing with magnesium is certainly going to help. Yes. And won't hurt. Yep. As long as you do it the the right way. Mm -hmm. So to test for a magnesium deficiency is really tricky. There's not really any great gold standard way to do it. Um, I mean, it's it's challenging for a few reasons because, first of all, like something like a blood test, a simple blood test can test magnesium levels in the blood. Um, And so hypomagnesia can be diagnosed when serum magnesium levels are less than 0.75 millimoles per liter. But magnesium level in the blood is not really an accurate picture of magnesium oh, status overall because it in your bones. doesn't exactly it yep. doesn't reflect the amount that is in your yep. cells and your cells oh. contain 100 times more magnesium than what's in your blood. Okay. So it so it's like can kind of give you a clue, but it's not going to give you the clear answer. Exactly. Yes. If you are having acute deficiencies of magnesium, that's where it will show up. But if you're just chronically deficient in magnesium, it's not really going to give you a picture of mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. for most people, if you're having acute symptoms of magnesium, you're in the hospital anyway. Yeah. Because you're having things like seizures and um, tremors and like 
yeah, wow. dizziness, fainting. So if you're really that deficient in magnesium, it's probably because you've already been sick, like you've had chronic diarrhea or dehydration or something, and you're in the hospital anyway. And so for most people, that chronic hypomagnesia is not going to be their diagnosis. Yeah. And so that blood test is not going to be necessarily the answer to just not feeling well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it yep. could be life-saving if they figure out that's what's going on when you're having seizures. Yeah. But it's for the majority of people, that test in particular is not helpful. Mm. Um, so because of these challenges, deficiencies have historically just been diagnosed by assessing a patient's history and clinical symptoms. But the vast majority of magnesium deficiencies go undiagnosed because you heard me read through that whole list of mm-hmm. common symptoms of magnesium deficiency, but think about how many deficiencies can lead to those same symptoms. So, Oh, and it's almost could be like the unsung hero where like you start taking it, some things go away, but you don't really think, oh, the magnesium did it. It's right. kind of this like quiet cure, like, yeah, because it's so broad. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, but the vast majority of people, like we said, are at risk of deficit due to factors like unsustainable farming practices that have caused magnesium soil depletion. So magnesium levels in food have declined as our soil health has declined over the past few decades and more. And the abundance of processed foods in our diet because processing foods can decrease magnesium levels in that food by 80%. Wow. So because so many people are eating processed foods, which are basically devoid of magnesium anyway, and the foods that they're eating that should be high in magnesium are now deficient in magnesium because of poor soil health, mm-hmm. you can assume you're deficient. Yeah. I, I think for yes. the most part, unless yes. you're supplementing it Yes, already or eating a very healthy diet, which I'll go through some of the foods that are high in magnesium. Mm-hmm. So other factors that can lead to magnesium deficiency, certainly as we discussed, chronic diseases such as diabetes can contribute to magnesium deficiency. Um, high blood sugar can trigger increased urination, which can lead to more magnesium lost through your urine. Mm-hmm. Hypertension can result in hypomagnesia. Gut health conditions such as celiac disease can result in decreased levels of magnesium, um, likely due to the decreased function of that brush border, um, which lines our whole gut. So the proteins located in the wall of the intestines that regulate the transport of nutrients from our digestive system into our bloodstream um, are needed to absorb magnesium. And when that barrier is damaged, like in leaky gut, or celiac disease, then magnesium is not transported into the bloodstream and not absorbed as well. Uh, And the fact that, unfortunately, with celiac disease, then you're replacing gluten-containing grains with gluten-free grains, which um, don't actually contain as much magnesium as gluten grains. Yeah. Dang it anyway. Dang it anyway. And now I'm not promoting gluten-containing grains for a number of reasons, but that is just the reality Mm. of it. Mm -hmm. Certain medications can impact magnesium status, such as proton pump inhibitors, PPIs, and diuretics, which both affect magnesium balance in the body, and especially diabetes medications such as metformin can decrease magnesium levels. So again, there's a strong connection between all things diabetes and magnesium deficiency. Mm. 
Another factor is older age. As we age, the ability of our body to absorb magnesium decreases because our stomach acid goes down naturally. We have less of it. So we just break down our food less effectively anyway, absorb our nutrition less effectively. Plus the brush border enzymes and proteins tend to be more damaged the older we get because we've just put our guts through a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so aging has been associated with an increase in magnesium deficiency. Magnesium levels are also decreased by excess consumption of alcohol, salt, especially in processed foods, so not Normal amounts of salt, like salting your food will not cause deficiencies, but eating a lot of really processed foods, Mm -hmm. salty foods, TV dinners, those sorts of things that are crazy high in sodium, that will decrease your magnesium. Excess consumption of coffee can decrease your magnesium. Phosphoric acid in colas can decrease magnesium, which is a good reason. There's so many reasons to avoid drinking soda, but there's another one. Chronic dehydration and lack of electrolyte repletion. Chronic um, or acute intense stress, which can trigger that leaky gut, which can trigger decreased absorption of minerals. Chronic diarrhea, excessive blood loss during menstruation, diuretics, antibiotics, and other drugs, and some intestinal parasites. So all of this is further complicated by the fact that magnesium is often poorly absorbed in our body anyway and easily lost. So to properly absorb magnesium, we need a lot of it in our diet, which most of us don't get, plus enough vitamin B6, vitamin D, and selenium. Mm. Also things most of us don't get enough of. Hey there, Renegades, Eleni here, briefly interrupting this episode of the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. I wanted to highlight a company that Kay and I have recently discovered that we love, and that company is Bulletproof. Bulletproof sells high-quality nutritional supplements, and every product that Kay and I have tried from them personally, we have found to be excellent. It's important when you choose a supplement that it contain the bioactive forms in order for it to be effective, and Bulletproof has just the right forms in just the right amounts. Right now, if you go to Bulletproof.com and use the code RENEGADE15 at checkout, you can receive 15% off your order. That's RENEGADE, R-E-N-E-G-A-D-E-15. Use that code at checkout to get 15% off and we'll earn a small commission too. Thanks for your support. All right, back to this week's episode of the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. So many of us eat a diet that contains practically no magnesium, especially if you're eating a highly processed, refined diet that's based mostly on white flour and dairy, which not that there's not magnesium in those things, but yeah. If you're eating a very processed diet. Yep, and fried the seed oils. Right, exactly. A lot of processed dairy, good raw dairy, has good minerals in it. But once you start processing it and pasteurizing it, then you lose a lot of those things. Things that are high in magnesium, such as sea vegetables, like seaweed, nuts, greens, and beans, are generally under-consumed in our standard American diet. And for most Americans, their nut consumption comes primarily from peanut butter. Yes. Yes, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Like processed peanut butter. Again, right. like fresh ground peanuts actually do have magnesium in them. That's yep. fine. Yep. But most 
Americans following a standard American diet are definitely not getting the magnesium they need. Wow. So how much magnesium do we need? Yes. The RDA, which is the minimum amount needed for magnesium, is somewhere in the range of 300 to 400 milligrams a day, depending on whether you're a woman, whether you're pregnant, how old you are, whether you're a man, all those things. Mm. Functional medicine doctors, however, generally recommend a higher dose because the vast majority of the population is so deficient in magnesium due to lifestyle and environmental factors so most people would benefit from at least 400 to 1,000 milligrams okay. a day. And, and this is one like that it can't be, like you can't get too much. You can. You can. Okay. You can. Okay. You, okay. But it's not necessarily, it can like long term could cause some toxicity. Okay. But your body is so efficient at eliminating it that that's pretty hard to do. Okay. And okay. you would feel pretty sick before you reach that point. Okay. So I'll go through how to recognize if you're getting a little bit too much at one time and how okay. to address that. Oh, good. But yeah, but the majority of us get less than 200 milligrams a day. Okay. Whereas we would benefit from getting 400 to 1,000 ah. milligrams a day. Yep. So yep. it's unlikely, especially if you're getting it from food sources, it's unlikely you're you're ever going to get too much. You never can get too much of something from food sources. I mean... Right, it's hard to binge on like real food. Exactly, like, right. right. You're probably not eating like pounds and pounds of seaweed every yeah, day, right? right? Yes. So it's hard to overconsume. You can overdo it with supplements, but it will mostly just make you poop yourself. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what are the best foods for magnesium? Um, eating magnesium-rich foods is probably the best first line of defense for mm. increasing your magnesium intake, Natural. just because like we said... It won't cause GI distress. It's unlikely to to give you too much at once. And you tend to absorb it better. So some of the top dietary sources of magnesium include fish with the bones in. So like canned salmon that has the bones in. I find that at, I think, New Pie. New Pioneer. Iowa City. Yep. Yeah, I think I've looked at natural grocers and have not been able to find the canned salmon with the bones in. All of it is skinless and boneless. Okay. But at natu- or at New Pioneer, I'm able to find um, the canned salmon bones in. You don't notice the bones in it. They're not like pokey sharp anything. Uh, I just mix it up like a salmon salad and you don't even know it's in there. Okay. That's one of the best ways to get it. Um, there's 26 milligrams of magnesium per ounce. And it usually comes in a 7.5 ounce can. So you end up getting 195 milligrams per can, which is good. And Christopher and I usually split a can because a 7.5 ounce can is kind of big for one person. Yeah. So he and I usually split that. But that's a really great way to get a good amount of magnesium. Seeds such as pumpkin seed, which contain 156 milligrams per ounce. Mm. And chia seeds, which contain 111 milligrams per ounce. Nuts, such as almonds, which contain 80 milligrams per ounce, and cashews, which contain 74 milligrams per ounce. Mm. Leafy green vegetables, like spinach, contain 48 milligrams per two cups raw. Then you can cook that down, or you can mix it into a salad. It's actually not as much as you might think. Yep, or in a smoothie. Yeah, Yeah, or put it in a smoothie. Um, Legumes, such as black beans, which contain 60 milligrams per half cup cooked. And edamame, oh. which contains 50 milligrams per half cup. 
I've been eating black beans like a maniac. Yeah, so you're getting good some. magnesium. Oh, okay, that's good. Who knew? And then knew? some grains like quinoa. Quinoa contains 60 milligrams per half cup cooked. Um, but grains also contain things like phytates, which can bind to minerals and prevent your body from absorbing them. So just keep in mind, it's okay as a source of magnesium. Don't rely on it as your only source mm. of magnesium. Same with beans. That's why I recommend people soak beans because it yes. breaks down the phytic acid in it and soak them and then cook them. Yeah. So that's one of the best ways to get the good minerals out of them without the phytic acid that binds them. Mm. So you can optimize your magnesium levels by making the foundation of your diet those minimally processed and fresh foods. I'm adding cashew butter to my grocery list. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cashews. That's a good, good way to go. Yum. And you can also opt for frozen veggies like we talked about Smart. in our episode with health coach Tammy Rich, where consuming frozen veggies is a great way to make it easy because yep. <laughs> yes. they're generally already prepared, chopped up. You just pull them out, yep. bake them on the side. It's a great way yep. to do it. They, just, don't, they don't spoil in your fridge because you forgot them for a exactly. week and a half. Yep. Yep. Uh, just keep in mind that there are some things like frozen spinach that they've shown once it's thawed and then cooked, it reduces the level of magnesium in it. Ah. So some things like that, you do just naturally lose some nutrients when you freeze and thaw foods. Mm -hmm. But again, if it's consuming either frozen vegetables or no, fro or no vegetables, yeah, always go for the frozen vegetables. Yeah. There's lots of, and, and like Tammy shared with us, they often flash freeze Vegetables, they pick them ripe, actually, mm -hmm. ripe instead of underripe because they're not transporting them. So a lot of times they're if they're freezing on site, they pick them ripe, which is at peak nutrient density, mm -hmm. then they flash freeze them. So they may actually have more nutrition than a vegetable that's picked underripe and then shipped across Interesting. the U.S. Yeah. But yeah. then you lose some of it when you thaw them and cook them. So it might kind of be a wash. So yeah. Just eat don't, it anyway. Don't be afraid. Yeah, just eat it. And then as far as magnesium supplements, uh, magnesium supplements can and should be combined with dietary intake of magnesium to help eliminate magnesium deficiency and also to um, improve some of the health ailments linked to health to magnesium deficiency, such as metabolic syndrome, anxiety, and sleep issues. Uh, a few studies... One for metabolic study of metabolic syndrome, a study of nearly 25,000 people found that an increase of 100 milligrams, so just 100 milligrams okay. of magnesium per day was associated with a 17% decreased risk of metabolic syndrome. Hmm. With anxiety, they found that a, a systemic review, systematic review, gosh, words are hard. A systematic <laughs> review of 18 studies suggested that magnesium supplements have a beneficial effect on anxiety. And quite a few studies have explored the relationship between magnesium supplementation and sleep issues, anxiety and fatigue, which often occur together. So one systematic review of nine studies showed an association between magnesium status and sleep quality measured by tracking daytime falling asleep, sleepiness, snoring, and sleep duration in observational studies. So those are the benefits of supplementing. So supplementing, there's a scientific, <laughs> you can always find a study. Yeah. You know, it's harder to find studies with 
food-based magnesium because eating a healthier diet increases all of your nutrition. Yes. And so just from a scientific point of view, we know that supplementation can help with these issues. So that's kind of the benefit of also supplementing. And if... If our listeners start supplementing, do you think it's like two weeks or a month until they'll start noticing? Oh, that's a good question. It depends on the issue and it can be right away. If you're experiencing muscle tightness and cramps, you can notice a big difference almost immediately. Okay. Okay. And then some things, I think, especially with mental health, anxiety, that can take some time. Yeah. Really to see the overall improvement. Yep. Um, And then, yeah, it just depends on the issue and how bad your deficiency of magnesium Uh, is and how long it's going to take to replete your magnesium. That makes sense. That makes sense. So we're in the long game, folks. Right. Exactly. So if you choose to supplement, the most absorbable forms are magnesium citrate, glycinate, taurate, or aspartate. Although magnesium bound to Krebs cycle chelates, such as malate, succinate, and fumarate are also good. Okay, so all those are good. All those are good. Okay. Mm -hmm. Avoid on their own things like magnesium carbonate, sulfate, gluconate, and oxide. Okay. These are okay when they're combined with other forms of magnesium, which are more absorbable, but by themselves, they're pretty poorly absorbed and can lead to some of those side effects like diarrhea, nausea, and stomach cramps. Okay. So don't do those. Okay. Say the ones to not do by themselves as much. Say that list again. Sure. Carbonate, sulfate, gluconate, and oxide. Okay. It's in my brain. And there are some supplements that combine those forms of magnesium with other forms like glycinate and the chelates, and that's fine because they do offer benefits in and of themselves. Like they do have benefits just if your only form of magnesium is magnesium oxide, you don't absorb it as well and it causes more GI distress. And so if you're consuming a supplement that's high in that, you're both not absorbing it well and you're getting probably diarrhea. Running to the bathroom. Exactly. So it can be beneficial. It's one of the forms of magnesium. It can be beneficial in an overall supplement because there's actually way more than just a few forms of magnesium and our body tends to utilize them all. Which is why I think it's good to have a well-rounded supplement. I like those chelated magnesiums that have a bunch of different Mm. versions of them, of the magnesium in it. I just think that's a more well-rounded supplement than something that's only one form. But if you're going to get something that's only one form, something like magnesium citrate or magnesium glycinate are going to be gentler on your stomach and more easily absorbed. I know I told the story in, the, in our last podcast with this, but for the listeners who didn't do that one, my boy, he one night he ran to the bathroom like six times. He just was pooping all night. He's like, my poop is water. I was like, buddy, are you sick? Did he have a, I don't know what happened. You know, we're like trying to think what happened to my boy that he's pooping all night. And then I remembered at soccer that day, he used my new magnesium powder and he used like five to six scoops because he was like, I wanted it to taste really lemony. And those are adult scoops. And so he oh, had man. like 12 times the recommended dosage. <laughs> yeah. So that's what so will happen. <laughs> watch it. Because you'll run to the bathroom. And <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty much what happens if you consume too much. And that's a good sign that you're okay, consuming too a, much. Yep, yep. But it does show you how efficient the body is at eliminating the excess magnesium. Ah. So which that's why it's hard to get a lot of, to like build toxicity. Because it's not like a fat soluble mm-hmm. vitamin where your body can store it up. Yeah. It's eliminated 
in your urine and it's eliminated in your feces and it gets watery it draws water into your intestines which is why it can help relieve constipation so Mm. if you are dehydrated sometimes taking a magnesium supplement can help relieve constipation because it draws water into your intestines so it softens the stool and helps you eliminate it Mm -hmm. but if you don't need help with that you're just pulling tons and tons of water into your intestines and then you're flushing that out Um, so yes, <laughs> unfortunately to the carbonate, sulfate, gluconate, and oxide by themselves are the cheapest and are the most common forms found in supplements. So make sure to read the label again, mm. if they're combined with other things, it's fine, but by themselves, it's just not that good of a deal. Yeah. Another way to supplement with magnesium is to take a nice hot bath with Epsom salts, mm. which contains magnesium sulfate. That's a good way to absorb and get a lot of much needed magnesium. Mm. And reduce stress. Yes. Um, Too much magnesium. Supplementation with magnesium is generally considered safe. The kidneys have a great capacity for regulating magnesium levels in the body. They can filter up to 2,400, so 2,400 milligrams of magnesium per day Mm. and can excrete up to 70% of that magnesium through urine if there's too much in the body. Okay. So if you're consuming less than 2,400 milligrams of magnesium per day, your body's got it. You're doing all right. It, okay. can, excrete, it can excrete that as long as your kidneys are healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but too much magnesium supplement form, especially um, in certain forms and for those who have impaired kidney function, that can result in side effects. So diarrhea is the first sign that you're getting too much magnesium. And it may not even be too much for what your body needs. It just might be too much at one time. Ah. So if that occurs, back off the dose, let your body adjust to it. Sometimes if you're not used to supplementing with something and you start supplementing with it, it can be kind of more severe at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, And break up the dose throughout the day. So Mm -hmm. instead of taking 300 milligrams all at once, take 100 milligrams at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And taking it with food can avoid some of those side effects too. Oh, yeah. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, taking it just before bed is what's best for some people. That's what I do. I get magnesium. So I do those concentrated mineral, mineral drops oh, in my yeah. water, which do contain magnesium. So I get magnesium throughout the day just as I drink water because it's in those mineral drops. But then I also will take 100 to 200 milligrams right before bed because my stomach is really sensitive to magnesium, just no matter what the dose and no matter what the form is. So I take it before bed and then it doesn't bother me and it helps me sleep better. Oh yeah, nice. And then keep in mind that magnesium supplements have the potential to interact with certain medications such Mm -hmm. as osteoporosis drugs like Fosamax, Mm -hmm. antibiotics such as demacycline, demacycline, whatever. If you're taking it, you know it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or Cipro. Diuretics like Lasix or Etocrine and proton pump inhibitors such as Nexium and Prevacid. And people with kidney disease or severe heart disease should take magnesium only under a doctor's supervision because those things can also be impacted by magnesium intake. But for everybody else, supplementation is perfectly safe. If you take too much, your body will eliminate it. Yep, yep. And you will know that it's happening. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, and it's a quick fix for a lot of things, and there's no, it's not going to harm you, right? It's not like if it's not the root of some of those symptoms you're experiencing, that taking it is going to make those things worse. It can only help. So 
yes, definitely I recommend supplementing with magnesium, but especially working to get it in the diet because that's a great way to increase your absorption and avoid some of the side effects that can arise from magnesium consumption. Yeah. I'm trying a new supplement. I'll let you guys know what I think of it if yes. I like it. Yes. Called Magnesium Breakthrough. Okay. By Bio Optimizers. Okay. And I heard it recommended. I mean, I listened to the Drew Perot podcast. I love that podcast. And he's he does advertisements for it, so I hear it all the time. Yeah, and he's then, good. And he's good. Yeah. yeah. And then Mark Hyman recommends it. Dave Asprey recommends it. Those are all names and yes. people I trust. Yes. And I trust their opinions. Anyway, so it has a bunch of different forms of magnesium in it. Okay. And so I'll let you guys know what I think about that. Because okay. the regular magnesium I take, like I said, upsets my stomach quite a bit. So I'm going to try this one and see if it affects me less. Okay. So that I can take a little bit more. Yes. I was I was just waking up the other night with leg cramps. I'm like, oh, I, oh. Need, I need more magnesium. And oh. I was like, but if I take more magnesium, I'm going to poop myself. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's a delicate balance, Eleni. <laughs> so I'm trying that magnesium breakthrough. So I'll let you guys know what I think about it. And yeah. if we like it, then we'll link it in the show notes. But I'm going to take it for at least a, a week or so yeah. first to see how I feel. Yeah. They I make like a that. lot of big promises, but you know. Yeah, we'll you see. Know. We'll see if they deliver. Have you seen that new um, Instagram reel where it takes any like little thing that you do that you think is healthy and it's like, you better fix my entire life, you little <laughs> shit. <laughs> so that's funny. I think of that like taking your magnesium. You better fix my entire life, you little thing. <laughs> Let us know if it fixes your entire life. And, I mean, from the list you did earlier, it might. It might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thankfully, I've I've managed to get through and not have a lot of those issues anymore which I used to have a lot of those issues back when I was unhealthy but yeah now that I've healed my gut I've avoided a lot of those issues but I always think it's when your health is already like optimal I mean how much better it's just you can always keep optimizing yes, it yes. so I'm like, why not add something in boom, that makes boom, me feel boom. even better I know right yes. That's the goal. Let's thrive and keep thriving. That's right. Not just survive, but yep. to thrive. But to thrive. Well, thank you, Eleni. You, you have again affected my grocery list. I now have cashews, bone-in tuna, and yes. um, and magnesium. There you the go. So, well, You're thank welcome. you, Eleni, for all your knowledge and for our listeners. Go get magnesium and go be renegades. Go be renegades. Thank you for listening to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. Please keep in mind that this podcast is an educational service that provides general health information. The content on this podcast is not a substitute for direct, personal, professional medical care and diagnosis. You should always talk to your doctor before making a dietary or lifestyle change. Go be renegades! Go be renegades!